People needed me to be electrocuted for them. Has it been a long week? Do you need a break? Are you stressed? Stuck in your job? Maybe you need an escape. I'm Beth Dybul. I'm Tatiana Abaro. And I'm Ezekiel Kajakai. And this is Escape Break, where we discuss all things escape rooms in Southern California. The good. The bad. The funny. And don't forget the awkward. Trust me, I wish I could. This show is just on the horizon. Get ready to sit back, relax, stop working, and take a break with us. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Escape Break. It is I, Ezekiel Kajakai, and on the other side of the microphone, she plays escape rooms like there's no tomorrow. It's Tatiana Abaro. Hello, hello. How you doing? Not too shabby. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Trying to stay cool in this hot August recording month. Mm. But I'm doing fine. It could be worse. For those tuning in, thank you for tuning in. Whether it's for your first time or your multiple times, thank you for listening to us. We are Escape Break. This is an escape room podcast. We used to be SoCal only, but we love escape rooms so much that we've expanded. And today we're going to talk about some rooms in Northern California, but we're also going to talk about some topics as well. It's been a while. If you'd like to follow us, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Cager Express, and you'll find all the escape break information you need. But let's get started. Tati, we were in NorCal. Yeah, you were. That's where you live. Yeah, I do. And we'll get into this, but we played six total rooms. These rooms were excellent. We're going to cover NorCal Escape today. Mm -hmm. And we're going to cover off-the-couch games. No spoilers, but we're Mm going to let you know about the rooms to our best ability, hopefully entice you to play. But before we get started, let's talk about some current events. Let's do it. We got some new rooms opening up, of course, around the world. But in our California vibes area, some new rooms coming in SoCal. And some of those rooms are scary. Yeah. Tati, you are not an avid lover of scary rooms, but you're a <laughs> lover of escape rooms. You want to play all the rooms you can. Yeah. So specifically, we have Zoe Reborn. So mm-hmm. the, re- the revamp of Zoe, we have Lampkin Lane at Confusion Escapes and probably some other scary ones we don't know about. But those two, Zoe Reborn at Escapade. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I don't even know if it's called Escapade anymore. I don't know either. Let Escapade me partnering with Escape Era and Zoe. And then we have Lampkin Confusion Escapes out in San Bernardino. Tati, how do you feel about playing these games or missing out on these games due to fear? So I double-checked, and they are still called Escapade Games. Okay. I will not be playing the new (laughs) Zoe. I have talked about this in the past, I believe, of when we did play Zoe together. Yeah. And everyone knows I'm beyond scared. I was running for my life. I somehow managed not to get touched by Zoe because everybody else was a human shield for me, which Mm -hmm. is fantastic. I like it that way. Would not recommend because, yes, I love immersive feelings and I like feeling like I'm in whatever place it's supposed to be. But fear is not one of my favorite things to feel. Okay. So I don't like that idea. My instinct is to defend myself. And yes. that's not the best when there are actors in the room. That's why I tend to ask first if there is an actor. Because whether it's like a happy room or a scary room, I have the same reaction, which is not a good one. So <laughs> it's really for the safety of everybody. I will not be playing that one. But... I've heard some awesome things from people that have played. And Kai, you told me you were not going to play. Yeah. But 
The tables have turned. The tables have turned and peer pressure is real. I have no interest in playing Zoe. And this is nothing against David or Christina or anyone that's part of that new team. I just personally have never liked the game. Played the first one out of peer pressure, survived. Maybe without it, I wouldn't have been friends with Tati. So it was worth it. This one, I said no, not into remakes. It's a longer game. It's 100 minutes. Supposedly, it's a different game, but it's the same characters. Ron, one of the biggest haunt enthusiasts out there in the world, I would say, really wanted me to play. I said no probably about six times, and then the seventh time, I somehow agreed. People wanted me to come in the group. People needed me to protect them. People needed me to be electrocuted for them. Because in this game, this is not a spoiler. They have it on the website. Mm -hmm. You can play in a mode with little stun pens. And does it make sense to me? Absolutely not. Am I opposed to it because it doesn't go with the story? Absolutely. But we're going to do it. Hopefully I survive and get it out of my memory so I can sleep. I'm looking forward to hearing about your experience. Whoever these friends are that are using you as a shield, they must be some good friends, Kai. I know, right? Hopefully. <laughs> or maybe I'm being punked in live time. Oof. Enough with Zoe. Lampkin Lane's another scary one coming out. Confusion Escapes. I know you haven't had the chance to be there just given distance of where you live in right now. But each game they've made has been better and better. And both Al and Stacy come from the haunt world. So they're finally doing their haunt thing. That one I am excited for. It is being hyped right now. And one of my current event topics in my brain is hyping rooms. And it's a dangerous, slippery slope. And albeit we're going to talk about some rooms today. I really encourage everyone to try to go into every room they play with a clean slate, clear mind. And just enjoy it because if the room's too hyped from the boards on the Facebook group, SoCal ERA, you can join, or they just, that's what they hear, that's what they see on Morty, you might go in with these over the top expectations and then be let down. There's no way to win. It's a very fine line. Do you feel like that stuff bothers you, Tati? The, the media now, people are getting better at marketing, people are showing what's in the room a little bit. Does that bother you? We touched a little bit about um, hyping up games in our Arizona episode, specifically the the first one, I believe. When we were talking about Nemesis Club, we briefly talked about this. Yes, I think things are a little like too in your face. And sometimes I feel like it's very obvious when a new room comes out because <laughs> everybody's posting the same thing. Right. And I love it. I love seeing all of the pictures. What I do like is that all the pictures are taken in the same place. So if mm -hmm. there's any quote unquote spoiler of the room, I'm only seeing that one spot. Mm -hmm. I don't do too much Morty. Yeah. I don't do too much reviews outside of the Facebook pages that I'm a part of, plus the people that I speak to like personally about the room. So I try my best not to, uh, but you can only do so much sometimes. Yeah. And as far as Lampkin Lane, I want to play. We actually interviewed them way back. We did. And they talked about doing a scary room. And I mentioned how scared I was going to be because they come from the haunt world. So I know that their rooms are going to be, the room is going to be fantastic. And I have not gotten the chance to play their other rooms, but I have trusted sources that have played the room and I take their word for it. And I've seen th what the room looks like. I can only imagine what their scary room is going to be like. So depending on how scary it is, if there's actors or not, I would like to give it a shot. I will also plug this in. If scary rooms had like a little scary mode for people like me, I would 100% play their room. But when I know that they're just like straight up scary to make you pee your pants, I can't do it. So 
I would love the option of not as scary mode, if that makes sense. <laughs> the slider of regular yeah. scary, big, big scary, and little scary. Yes. And this is a little off topic, but we, you and I played The Invisible Man. Yes. And it was meant to be a little scary, kind of like suspenseful. Right. Uh, when we played, we found out that our game master was super awesome and was reading body language. And like I said, I'm very scared. And he took out some of the scares for me because he saw how scared I was. <laughs> so I appreciate that person very much. I also want to apologize to you because I don't think you got the full experience, <laughs> <laughs> which you would have appreciated. Somehow you being scared made it scary as well. So we made I it through. I tend to do that. <laughs> we definitely made it through. I think with the whole hype thing, find your trusted sources. If you're leaving reviews, expand your vocabulary. And this is a personal peeve of mine. Please do not say run, don't walk to these games because I feel like people are saying that so much. And no one's running to games in the first place. I know it's not a literal term, but still, none of these games are to that extent. Just go in and have fun. So I will I will be the other side, though, because I know you don't like cliches, and that's a cliche. It is. It is. It just it rips my heart in half. <laughs> can, we talk, can we talk about a non-scary room? Yes. I don't know if you had it on your list or not. Is it a new room coming out? Yes. Go ahead and tell me. It's the Trials of Merlin. The Trials of Merlin. It is yes. on my list. Yes. So we talked about this a while ago when I gave you trivia. On, yeah. 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 On uh, Trapped. And now it's finally beta. So, so excited. I am excited for that as well. So one of the reasons we're excited on top of just being junkies is both of us are approaching 300 escape rooms. If you follow the social media, you might have seen where we are. We're all getting close. At the time, I am the closest. I am eight rooms away. I am 16 rooms away. So I developed a list of what my eight rooms are going to be. <gasps> you already know? I don't know for sure, but this is what's in consideration. So I'm just going to do some name dropping here. Okay. We have Zoe that's already locked in. Mm -hmm. We have Lampkin Lane, not locked in, but I believe I'll play it in time. Winnie the Pooh at Mine Traps, an easy one that's nearby. That's Temecula, California. I have Da Vinci at Lara's Labyrinth down here in San Diego. I have the Portal Chamber at Wizards and Wires. And that leaves me three more. And that's where it gets iffy mm. because I'm banking on Trials of Merlin if it's open, The Silence 2 if it's open, Hotel Nocturnus at Nightwalker Caverns, the controversial Nightwalker Caverns. And then for, for the 300th room, ideally, I'd like to make it up to San Jose to do Ghost Patrol at Trivium. So I named about 10 rooms right there so i think somehow it's going to be those maybe a different room will sneak its way in but there is a lot of them on the list that i believe are 300 worthy whatever that means mm -hmm. that are either far away or not open and so that's my dilemma right now so all i heard was you're coming up to norcal again before the end of the year <laughs> <laughs> well i have a new job now so that <laughs> bodes me well in terms of finances. So it is a possibility. And if the goal is to get 300 done by the end of the year, then certainly I would have to. Oh, what a bummer for you. What a bummer. <laughs> but there's so much there's so much pending on games being released because yeah. Silence 2 I'm really excited about, Trials of Merlin. The, I didn't say this, but Blackout at the breaking point escape room is one that's not out though? yet oh, okay yeah so that's not out yet a western outlaws at locked adventures is not out yet san marcos california and i could rally someone i've never played with before 
before because all my close friends have played and play the infamous Pandora's box. So that could be something on the road to 300. So many options. Great options, too. I know. I know you already have your 300 set at the industry. Yeah, that's definitely 300 for me. There are a few up here in NorCal that I'd still like to play Mm -hmm. um, that I think can get me to the 90s. And then I know I'll be visiting in December, so I'll definitely have Hope End in December. There are a few others. I mean, there's a lot that I would like to do in SoCal. It's just getting the people and the time to do it. It's hard. It's very hard. Yeah. And of course, a reoccurring topic, everything's getting very expensive, but that's not the topic of today. Not today. (laughs) Those were your general updates, really. One more update in there with Silence 2 coming. In the quickest blink of an eye, the Invisible Man is no longer here. So you and I had the fortune of playing it. It got sold. I haven't secured the details of where it got sold. But if you can play it wherever it goes, it is worth a play. But they are really focused on continuing the story of the silence and bringing the silence to. That's 13th Room in Pomona. Which I heard is fantastic. And I will take people's words for it. <laughs> Come on. Okay. Before we get into the, the trip recap. Okay. If I decide to do my 300th as the silence too, uh-huh. in December when you're here, will you oh, join, join me for the memories? You are really testing my friendship. <laughs> is, you guys can't see my face, but I stopped smiling when he started that sentence. <laughs> it's okay. I, I, won't, I won't force anything. Okay. As a friend, like... You are one of my best friends. Yes, I will do it for you. Will I cry at the same time? Yes, I will. So the answer is yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Can I get a oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. (laughs) Let's head into the trip. (laughs) Quick trip over the weekend to head to places I've never heard of. (laughs) First up was Yuba City. What is Yuba City? What is Yuba City? All I know about Yuba City is that the road we took to get there (laughs) was not accessible by freeway. We had to go on the side roads. We were there for a while and I saw a sign for the city of Reading. And I had a coworker, good friend of mine still, that was from Reading. And he made it seem like Reading was the worst place to grow up ever. (laughs) So I was like, wow, we are, where are we heading in the middle of nowhere? But we got to NorCal Escape and my hesitations stopped as soon as we got inside and the adventures began. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's, let me hand it over to you. Tell us about the first game and your, your experience, your thoughts walking in. So just to set the scene, Yuba City is about... 30 minutes north of Sacramento. And like Kai said, there's literally like random side highways that you need to take and you end up in neighborhoods. So if you do go, make sure you give yourself ample travel time. (laughs) Because, oh my word, it took us an hour and a half to get there. And it probably, I don't know if we could have, I mean, we could have gone a little faster because of trucks, but still give yourself a lot of time to get there. On top of that, the outside is misleading. When you get there, you're like, oh, this doesn't look that great. But as soon as the door opens, oh, my word, it is beautiful. It is modern and it's fantastic. So we booked all three rooms Mm -hmm. that are currently there. The first one, um, if you book all three, I did talk to the owner and they'd like to do it in a certain order just because of time and difficulty. So the first one we did was the Foxtail Saloon, and that's a 45-minute room. And as you can guess by the name, it does have that Western theme to it. Mm -hmm. So that was the first room that we played. And when we stepped foot into this room, we were mind blown. I could not believe how they decorated this room. I was so shocked and surprised. And 
the puzzles were meant to, I felt like it was more of like a beginner room. What do you think? I do think it was on the, well, I don't even think it was on the easier side. I feel like we were quite stumped at times, but I know what you mean about beginner room. Maybe I'd use the term old timey vibes, but in the best way. It, it was a Western adventure back in the day, and it felt like a real escape room. What I mean by that is if escape rooms happened in day-to-day life, just out of nowhere, this was it. Everything felt in theme. Everything felt tangible to why we were there. We didn't run into any tech that felt out of place. There were no letter lock codes or anything like that but there were puzzles and it was well hidden and everything made sense. And that's what I really liked about this room. To go on top of that, a really awesome hint system and a really awesome crescendo of a room in terms of when you reach the final goal, you feel like the game is complete. And that is something that a lot of rooms miss Mm -hmm. that leave you saying, is that it? Mm -hmm. But when we completed the game, I knew that was it and I was satisfied. Yes, and they even tell you that this is not a room to escape. It is more goal oriented. Mm-hmm. And like you mentioned, sometimes you get it and then you're like, oh, okay, is that it? Like, no, when we got to the goal, we were all fist pumping and oh, yeah, yeah. the whole time. So it's very obvious, like you said. Um, going back to the hint system, I haven't seen a lot of things like that before. And it was pretty darn awesome. So even if you don't need a hint, we actually didn't need a hint. Well, mm-hmm. did we? Because we had it on the right track. We were just being delicate. Our hint was our usual hint, which is stop <laughs> stop being so gentle with my <laughs> You can be a little bit stronger. Yeah. So we did ask for a hint and it was really, really cool to see. So even if you don't need a hint, I recommend asking for one. Yes. Yes. Now, this whole time, we were led and welcomed in by one of the owners, Jamie, a very talented person, a very personable individual. And I think he really led to a lot of the fun because the next game we played was the escape truck. Now, Tati, you had mentioned driving up to the facility. You kind of don't know what you're getting into. And that's so escape room, if you will industrial in the middle of nowhere but then what we also saw was a truck out in the parking lot before we entered and is that the escape truck and it was so this game is a prison game and some people might say oh another prison game but they innovated the prison game to where i didn't care it was a prison game we were in a truck and it was fun so yeah. I I was really, really impressed with what they could do with such a theme that's easy to fail with. And they did mm-hmm. not. Yeah. And with such a limited amount of space as well. Yes. A limited amount of space. But what I also liked about this game is they are honest and they have alluded to evolving. We spoke with Jamie a little bit and he talked, they've been in the game for a while. They talked about before they had certain rooms where the maximum was 10, 10 players, 12 players, et cetera. But then they realized it's not fun. And so this game is a four person maximum because there's not a lot of space, but it also makes sense. You don't want to cram people in there. So I thought that was really cool because there's so many companies out there that don't take into the account of fun in a scale of how many players are in the room. And mm-hmm. they said, oh, yeah, we can squeeze six in the truck. No, they said, we can't. We can do four, and that's it. And that's what this is built for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was also cool to hear how they had ideas of doing the mobile aspect of things and how they can alter the game. So it's actually only a 10 to 15-minute game to get people introduced to what escape rooms are. Mm-hmm. where now they have it. And I thought this was kind of a strange number, but they have it as a 61-minute game. <laughs> and you know, 
for all the time we were there with Jamie, we never asked we that question. We did not ask. That is true. <laughs> but next time. Next time. This game, too, had the crescendo. So they they follow a certain formula here in their games. So you know when it's over and you feel accomplished when it is. And there's some comedy in this game. Mm-hmm. There is some personalization in this game. And that's all I'll say that really makes it unique, no matter what the theme might be for people nearing their 300th game like us. Yeah, for sure. Especially when you see little things that change the game. For yeah. The team. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. And the truck is well air conditioned. So that yeah. was so well air conditioned. I had goosebumps most of the game. Yeah. <laughs> they they are in a hot area and they had that place so cold, like the building and the truck, so cold. So bring a jacket. It was nice. It was nice. Yeah. We did use the hint system as well. And we it fits with the storyline as well as the first room. Also, we'll talk a little bit more about this at the end, but if you get under six hints for the first two rooms, then you get a wristband that has the name of the room that you played. Yes. Did we get all the wristbands? Stay tuned to find out. The next room at Norkowski was their biggest room. It was a continuation of a story about some sort of a cult. Serial killer. Serial killer. And Mm -hmm. this time, his followers, his devout followers, decided to keep his vision alive. So this room was called Condemned to the Box. Mm -hmm. And this game was awesome. This game was just the right amount of scary. This game, Tati was brave. (laughs) We had to work together. And this game, no matter how much experience we had on our team of four, was packed full of puzzles that made sense at the end of the day Mm -hmm. that were challenging and really caused you to traverse around the facility endlessly. Yeah. I love this game. Going back to when we talked about what rooms we were going to play when you came to visit, Mm-hmm. I told you about this one and you were shocked because you're like, it's scary. Yeah. And I was like, I know, but everywhere I go in NorCal and I asked for recommendations, they say play condemned at NorCal Escape. So mm-hmm. I said, all right, let's do it. And I saw there were no actors. So I was fair game. And yeah. it did such a great job of still giving you some scary moments. Um, like creepy, icky moments, but you were not joking when you said puzzles galore. Mm-hmm. And they, this is not a spoiler, they do tell you on the website that you will start in a split. So automatically, it doesn't tell you like how many. So I told Kyle, like, maybe we need more people because what if I'm by <laughs> myself? <laughs> oh no. But everything was good. And the amount of puzzles that you Okay, what I thought was really cool was usually like when you're split, you can either one kind of see each other or you solve like one puzzle in one room and then you see each other, right? Like Mm -hmm. shortly after. This one took us like 30 to 40 minutes before we saw each other. Yeah. Which was crazy. Now looking back, I was like, wow, that was amazing. How much time we spent apart and then how much time we actually spent together. This is a 90-minute room, so there is there is a lot of time, but there is a lot to do. And what's cool is you can meet with your group, but still not have to solve all the puzzles on your own size. Right. That makes sense, because there are that many puzzles. Yeah. One of my favorite elements was the room and the layout of it. Like, it's mind-blowing and fantastic, and sometimes you can see where there's doors that you're going to go into could not see them in Mm -hmm. some of these areas and we like oh my god i can't give it away but there's like this really (laughs) huge cool part and when it happened all four of us were like oh my gosh (laughs) we felt like little kids and as people that have done 
up in the 200s, that's awesome to feel. That's awesome to feel surprised and shocked and just loving what's happening in the game. Yeah, this game seriously was the joy of the night. All the games were fun at NorCal, but this game, especially for me, and if you follow the show, you know I think games are too easy. This game was not, but this game also wasn't so hard that we were frustrated. Mm -hmm. I think we played the perfect game because there's a lot to do. I could see this game being very tough for people who don't play escape rooms, but at the same time, you get plenty of hints. You get unlimited hints, honestly. Mm -hmm. If and that factors into whether you want the wristband or not. But even with the wristband, you get a lot of hints. So you get eight in this one. You should still play. And if you can, there is the box element, which I won't say anything more. But if you can, it is an optional part of the game. I would recommend doing it, even if you don't have too much time on your clock, because it's really cool. Yes, I agree. They, yeah, they did a great job. Super happy with the end of that day. And to tie up the wristbands, so if you get all three wristbands from all three rooms, you get a free t-shirt, which was really nice. Yes, you get a free t-shirt. I'm not sure. Actually, I'm pretty sure Jamie was doing us a solid and he gave us all a free t-shirt but I'm pretty sure your group gets one free t-shirt. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure. I was trying to read between the lines there. I'm pretty sure he was helping us out. So if you're listening, because I know you took a picture of our podcast t-shirts, thank you for the shirts. We wore them the next day all together at Off the Couch Games to represent you. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's very sweet. All right. So that was a good start to our trip. Yes. If we're talking about expectations, expectations were neutral coming to NorCal Escape and we ended high. Expectations were probably pretty high going to Off the Couch. And the Mm -hmm. reason why is Off the Couch is the company that took over for the legendary Evil Genius games in Los Angeles. Evil Genius is a crowd favorite in the escape room world that unfortunately decided to sell due to various terms, but has been kept alive by Nick, the owner there. And Off the Gouch has moved around, but it is now in Fremont, California, Mm -hmm. another place I don't know anything about. But (laughs) the difference here is Evil Genius used to be just regular escape. You could play them back to back. They had seamless transitions. But Nick is really pushing the innovation of escape rooms with his approach. And we've mentioned this on the show. The business model there is you buy time. And whatever time you use in the game, whatever you have left over, translates back to money, which then you could use on a next game. Or you could use to buy t-shirts or snacks. And he has an incredible vision to essentially build an escape room world that follows the story of Asheville, which contains the former evil genius first three chapters, and then some additional chapters that he's written. So were you nervous coming in, like thinking, I'm going to play the same games, it's going to let me down? What were you thinking? When I first heard of them taking over the evil genius room Mm -hmm. i was nervous because morgue is one of the nearest and dearest when we first played had such a great time it was in my top 10 for the longest yeah and i was just hoping that somebody was going to take the games and the company that i really enjoyed and loved playing at and elevate them and Mm -hmm. I also didn't want to pay for a room that was going to be a lot of the same puzzles because one, like we said, 
rooms are not cheap. This these this company is on the higher end, and there's a reason. Their production value is amazing. Their tech, oh my word! And did they elevate from the original? Yes, hundred percent. Yes, they did. I thought so. Going into it, chapter mm-hmm. one was my favorite of the day personally for me yeah i thought that what they did with that room was smart there were some nods to the original room Mm -hmm. and overall what they did tech wise with this room was ingenious like could not believe what was happening in this room yeah they do a really good job of well first let's talk about the story just generally oh, oh yeah okay just just generally <laughs> the story this because it's amazing because the story is quite simple but then it evolves to something beyond what it could ever imagine so the story is a detective who was on a case went missing and you then get looped in by someone else i'm trying to be vague here to investigate his apartment and the mayor is involved, and then you get basically too far deep into this case that you have to take over. And it, that's a simple story. It's just generic detective MIA story. But what happens in this adventure, which we still don't know the ending because it's 12 chapters long, mm-hmm. really takes you to say, wow, it really has you invested to the point where you want to play more. And I think that's what the business is all about is, hey, I'm in the story now. And they do little things with their new approach to escape rooms with what you do in the game carries over to future chapters. So there's a little bit of choose your own adventure, not to the point where you're going to miss anything crucial to, it's not like you're going to miss a puzzle or anything like that, but it allows you to feel more immersed in the game the lighting is there the music is there nick and the team have a very extensive background in programming and it really shows with how fluid everything is these games also have suspense and scare but in a very good way it's digestible Mm -hmm. to me you meet certain characters that can be viewed as scary in the second chapter, you're in an art gallery. It, the tones kind of chill out a little bit. And then the third chapter, the morgue, you might guess that it's not so chill because you're in a morgue. But the level of scare, I think, is so well done that people who are scared might feel that, hey, I can do this. And the proof is my girlfriend was there. She doesn't do scary things. Because I had played the morgue and done some of the scary things in the past, I encouraged her to do the scary things. And she did, and she was hesitant. But after, she was really happy and proud that she got to do these things because it makes things so much memorable. So Yeah, she was super brave, which was awesome to see. And whenever she would finish whatever she was doing, she was like, oh, my gosh. My heart's racing, but that was fantastic. And she'd be catching her breath. And yes, they did a really good job of keeping you on your toes, of giving suspense, giving you little jump scares here and there. And going on to chapter two, which I don't know if we've mentioned, but this is supposed to be a seamless, seamless experience if you mm-hmm. want. So you right. can do these rooms standalone. Or you can be crazy people like us and just go hours and hours straight of escape room, mm-hmm. which was fantastic. That That's literally the dream. Yeah. So we went straight from chapter one to chapter two uh, and going forward to chapter three. But stopping at chapter two, I want to talk about the art gallery a little bit. It felt like an art gallery. And compared to the original they didn't really have as much space, I felt, mm-hmm. to play around with the gallery look of it. And so they did a really good job of bringing that to light. And 
then changing the tone, which I felt was necessary for going into chapter three. And they changed the tone very well, um, if that makes sense. Because you feel like you're in an art gallery, you feel calm, and then things start going awry, and it gets really spooky and kind of dark, and that's what leads you into chapter three for the morgue. So it's a very well-driven story, and after talking with Nick, it feels like a video game that Mm -hmm. you control. And for those that play video games, this is real life video games. And I blew my, it blew my mind. Like hindsight, talking to him about the whole experience. Like this, this is an enthusiast dream. It I'll is. speak for myself. It is my dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very much a dream. It's funny because you can play them back to back. I would assume when all 12 chapters are available, you could play them back to back. Mm-hmm. But what happened in our experience is between room two and room three, there was a moment where in character, mm-hmm. someone asked us, would we like to take a break and go to the bathroom or have lunch or just continue? And we all looked at each other and we were on such a high from being immersed in the story. We said, let's keep it rolling. Mm -hmm. So we played three rooms back to back, no breaks, no bathrooms. And it was fun. These are not 60 minute rooms. either. Oh, no, that's that's the other thing. Yeah. So I I think in total, we ended up playing about a little over four hours, like four hours and 10 minutes that we ended up playing. And consecutively like that's wild to say out loud but it was so much fun in the moment I did have to break character one time because the bathroom was calling me so (laughs) they they let me escape for a little bit but yes going back into it it, it's crazy it's so crazy you guys and I almost want to say wait a little bit because there's going to be more soon that's coming out soon and then it'll help you maybe with the immersion more. Yeah. And it almost feels like this is just a part of it. And I kind of want to experience it at its fullest. I feel that the same. Sense? I feel the same. I So he has what it seems like most of the chapters complete in, in story, storybook mode or mm-hmm. storyboarding is what I was trying to say. I would love to know more. I want but I want to play more. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go to four, five, and six. Yeah. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I want to do them all. That's a vision for the future. It certainly seems like it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. But I liked it. And we talked at the start of the episode about not falling for the hype. Go in with strong expectations, but it just enjoy. It has a really good blend of classic escape room vibes and really innovative turns of the dial in terms of what happens in these games. It's a mm-hmm. great mesh of tech and traditionalism. I liked it. Price-wise, you might think it's on the high side, but for all the rooms that I chagrin at about, oh, wow, that's too, too much for enjoyment, this one didn't bother me at all. It was it was definitely a high side in terms of what we paid, but it was all worth it to me. Mm-hmm. I was excited. I was excited after we had time to spare, which again will be repositioned into the new rooms when we play them. So I'm like, oh, cool. We have that ready to go. But even if it didn't, I still felt like we had a good time. So... I think yeah. he's he's doing it right and he pays attention. His experience level is at the time we talked to him, 1,300 rooms was That's his experience wild. level. Wild. So he's definitely taking his experience and putting it into his business, very savvy in all elements of the business, it seems. And you love to see that. And, and this is not a shot against anybody in the business, but I think that's what escape rooms are missing is the business element. 
A lot mm-hmm. of people have escape rooms as side jobs or secondary passion projects. This is his attempt to make it a full-fledged business and eventually world of other things related to video games and, and real life experiences crossing those lines. Yeah, for sure. It, it was really cool to talk to him and see what he has in store for the future. And whenever those things happen, I will be there. I will be there to play the rooms and to enjoy whatever experiences he has because chapters one, two, and three were fantastic. I will say as someone that played chapters one, two, and three beforehand, chapters one and two are different enough for you to enjoy and still experience new things. Mm-hmm. Um, going to chapter three, however, it is very similar to the original. It is. So if you are interested in playing chapter three at Off the Couch, I would recommend that you go in with the mindset of, okay, this is very similar. So if you have people in your group that have not played the original, try to let them enjoy those moments that you enjoy the first time around. And I'll also bring up the topic of playing rooms again. Kai, you and I had this conversation a little bit ago about how when you play something again, it takes away the enjoyment. And it's not as exciting as you remember it to be the first time around because you kind of already know what's going to happen. Yeah. And I felt that in this room. Yeah. Yes, there were some things that were a little different. But for, I, 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 if I had to give a percentage, percentage, I would say like 80 to 85% of the room is the same. Right. It, I think that's fair. I agree. So I agree. I, it felt like. I was like reliving it a little bit. I didn't get to partake in as much because I wanted those that didn't play it to experience it, which takes away a little bit. And that's why I said chapter one was my favorite of the day. I think overall, just the idea, the morgue is still fantastic because I think that's a really unique thing. And for what it is, it's still up there. But because I love the original so much and we had already played the original, it didn't give me that like, oh my gosh, factor. I'm not sure if they were trying to make it a little bit more scary for us, but um, (laughs) there were, there was not supposed to be a person and there was a person and they were super close to me. I squared up so fast (laughs) and I yelled so loud, some cuss words. And then they ran off. I I, was breathing so hard because (laughs) Kai had just come from that area. So we thought we were safe. The funny thing is, I agree with what you're saying. I mean, I talked about it earlier on the the whole show on a different episode. Replaying rooms is hard. You can't be wowed by everything that wowed you the first time. I thought there was enough new things in this game that you'd want to play it again. But yes, going with the expectations. The funny part to me is what you're just alluding to. There was a jump scare moment, whether it's part of the game or not. Apparently, you can play scary mode if you talk to them on the phone. I think it sounds kind of cool. Tati did not. No. But I had walked to an area of the room, and the person hiding was literally right next to me. (laughs) Tunnel vision is real. (laughs) There There was enough that I could not comprehend in this game and like get back in my memory that I felt like we were behind so I was like I need to solve a puzzle so I'm just walking around trying to solve a puzzle there is a thing right next to me I didn't even know I walk away and then it decides to do the jump scare as Tati got closer and I was more oblivious I had no idea why everyone was screaming and this is a tale of two people is what that was (laughs) oh my gosh i felt like it was me personally being pranked in my own personal bubble and everybody else was just looking around like what just happened because it happened so fast yeah but we love the morgue if you think about it we did have top 10 episodes a long time ago morgue made it into our top 10s yes it did it's a fabulous game so if you haven't played it go play I hadn't played it since 2018, probably, or maybe before that. And 
I was really excited to play again. I can't wait for the next chapters whenever they come. I know patience is something that I'll have to inhabit and wait until my next time to come up there. (laughs) Nick said that chapters seven, eight, and nine should be coming out later this year. This is 2023, by the way, for future listeners. (laughs) Nice. And not to give too much of Nick's secrets away, just generally speaking, Nick's vision is to not only build out the 12 chapters of the Asheville series, but bring in some standalone games and then even bring in some things that I will let Nick decide to announce to the world because they are just incredible ideas Yeah, that all I can say is you would be excited about. So given we're not a a news reporting podcast or anything like that we'll just leave it at that just be excited go play these games yeah see the see the vision go see it go experience it and then make sure you have a good food place to go to afterwards yes yes oh yes don't go where we went don't go where we went we should have listened to nick nick we should have listened gently advise us not to go to a food place we went to you were right nick if you're listening Anyways, thank you for tuning in today. We'll be coming back soon in the next month or so with the ultimately awaited Escape Break Olympics, where you get to play trivia, escape room games. You get to see Tati compete against Beth, our other co-host, and it's going to be a good time. Oh, heck yeah. (laughs) We'll see you next time. Hey, Kai, guess what? No. Don't say it. I need more time. Uh, break time is just about over. But Tati, what if they want more? They can tune into the next episode. Next episode? Of course. There's so many more escape adventures to share. Well, what can they do between now and then? They can like us on social media. Share this episode? Yes, absolutely. And what if they are new to the show? And I think they should go back and listen to all the great episodes. Awesome. And don't forget to send in your questions to us. And be sure to tune in soon for your next escape break.